previously on the Death Saving Bros podcast. It's traditionally three tasks. So if you win, you can have your choice of treasure. And he opens the door, just mounds of gold. And in the center is a pedestal with a black diamond atop it. We pick up with Abe at the starting line. Gublio says, you have 60 seconds. At the end of the track, you will find a lever. That is the last step of Jet's challenge. I cast haste on him. Uh, I'm going to cast Expeditious Retreat on myself also. Total of 240 feet each turn. You are zipping along, and you remember that you can run up some of these fallen tree trunks so that you're running along the highways of the tree canopy. Jet, you are in a stone basement room. There is a desk a series of tiles with a series of letters, a work table with beakers with fluids of various colors, a bookcase, and you can see that there is a door. Penchak says, you have only 10 tries to get out of the room. The tiles, I'm gonna have them spell Helleros. You hear a click above you. There is a glass case. And can I open up the desk? You find a small medallion and papers with recipes for explosives. You notice that there is actually an imprint on the side of the bookcase, same as the medallion. Connect the dots here. You hear a click and the bookcase swings free. You see a keyhole. A, there is a clearing and all the branches seem to stop. There's invisible branches and vines you can walk across. So I cast message. How far does message go? Fucking far enough to make this work. You can see the end of this trail, Jet. All right, I'm gonna chuck the explosive at the glass case. There is a key. And jam the key in the keyhole. Donk. I now open the lever to the door behind me. Pull the lever, <laughs> bonk. Abe, you're at the door. Gublio saying, six, five. I flick him off and I throw the lever. And the door swings free. Welcome to another episode of the Death Saving Bros Podcast. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Paul Camper. With me today, I have Brad Richards. Hey, Paul. What letter does dick start with? D. And what is my favorite word that starts with D? D's nuts? Close. It's dragons. Dragging my nuts across your fucking forehead. Get fucked. Nice execution. (laughs) You're doing doing terrific. terrific. Ben Renfro. I got a good one this week. Why is it foolish to fight with a broken rapier? It's pointless. Ha! Mm. Nah. Eric Nemeth. Fun fact, you cannot catch a Twizzler on fire. Brad Renfro. Hey, Paul, do you know how to tell the difference between male and female ants? They're all ants, otherwise they'd be uncles. Well, no. That was actually a great <laughs> guess. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, no, that's a funny one. But no, you, uh... So you throw them in a bucket of water, and if they sink then they're girl ants, but if they float, then they're boy ants. Fuck you. <laughs> and Matt Smith. I had something, but I forgot. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are here. We are gathered to play our fifth edition actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast. 
and I am so happy to be here with all of you. Fuck you. Uh, let's go ahead and recap what happened last time on the Death Saving Bros podcast. Last time on the Death Saving Bros podcast, Jet was stuck in an escape room, and Abe had to race a very interesting track to be the last part of Jet's escape room, unbeknownst to Jet. And the episode ended with us completely slaughtering Pencheck in many oh, different yeah. ways, with all of us contributing with some finisher move to his fate. I feel like either... Oh, yeah, we... We completely to, destroyed uh, him for betraying us. I want to figure out exactly how much damage we did to Penchak. A lot. How much, how much <laughs> HP would a, would a Penchak have? Penchak probably would have had, like, mid-20s. <laughs> so we really killed him about four times over. Four times over? My spell alone does, like, 40 damage. Yeah, I think he was dead after the first attack. That's still quite That's impressive. That's why it could be a uh, projectile. So you're walking back to the fortress with Gublio, and all the goblins are walking behind you, and they're cheering, and they're the ones that are nearest you are patting you on the leg and the bum, because they're that, the that short against the half-orcs. Yes, yes. And Gublio turns to you and says... I am a goblin of my word. We will go to my treasure room, and you will get to pick your choice of treasure. So I do actually want to contemplate a loophole here. Did not Gublio or somebody along the line say or implied if we beat Gublio, then we become the new, like, goblin king or whatever, and would therefore take control of all the treasure anyway? Not one time was that said that I remember. It was said. Uh, well, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> Bishmuck pipes up and says, Yeah, you can now go to the treasure room, and if you go there, uh, the person that can grab that black diamond from its pedestal, they become the new chief. All right. Let's go. Sounds like I need that diamond. Gublio just chuckles to himself. <laughs> Nobody has been able to grab that black diamond. Why is that? You will see. Wait, I have a question about that. How many people have tried? Because if they only get a try, try if they beat you in a challenge and nobody's beat you in a challenge before, that means nobody's probably tried. Good catch. Uh... Can Gublio grab the black diamond? Yeah, Gublio, have you touched that diamond before? I have. Prove it. <laughs> yeah, just like you killed those trolls and you ran that, that treetop obstacle course and you escaped from that escape room, but nobody seems to remember you doing any of these things. Except for the one old lady who claims that Gublio fought these trolls with non-magical weapons and defeated them all. And that the old lady dude. with her eyes rolling into the back of her head, clearly in the last stages of senility. And I think there was also that guy that we viciously murdered. No, Penchak was on Gublio's side. Exactly. It's kind of a little... Penchak was slightly obsessed. With you? He was helpful in planning new challenges, and he always had it in his mind that someday he would defeat me. But I kept him on a short leash... And the, we are honestly better that he is no longer hiding in our shadows. 
My character just starts busting up laughing. Oh, Prothean. He was a poor, tormented soul, but he was also, for a goblin, pretty evil. Did Pinchak choose to live in the uh, the room below the shit room, or did you guys make him live there? Bishmuck says, We didn't make him live there. Um, I mean, he wasn't really welcome anywhere else, but he chose to live down there. He could have very easily just lived on the edge of the fortress encampment. All right, Gublio. Well, let me just tell you something. If you have any more annoying goblins that you'd be better off without, I know the perfect guy to take care of that for you. And I glance over at Prothean, who's still just kind of chuckling and laughing, and just say, you need it taken care of. You know where to go. In all honesty, your friend scares me. I'm just smiling, staring at him. Why? You're the biggest, baddest, strongest, fastest, and smartest goblin there is. Why are you afraid of him? It's because he's not a goblin. No, I'm real confused. I'm allowed to get nervous, and he makes me nervous. Okay, fair enough. Maybe he's not as strong or as fast, but between you and me, there's something unhinged up top. That's not just between you and me, trust me. I think uh, I think it's pretty well known, but we'll... gotcha. <laughs> Uh, so you are now entering back into the fortress. Uh, again, you enter through these giant iron doors that have rusted away and fallen off their hinges. You walk through that open courtyard with the viewing galleries. You pass under an archway, and beyond the archway, you can see where the market was. Uh, none of the goblins are there anymore. They have kind of... All the goblins had been out observing the challenges and now are starting to filter back to their daily duties, but they're a large portion, including Bishmuck, are hanging around you as Gublio unlocks and opens up the door to the treasure room. Again, as you open this door and you walk in, just mounds of gold all around. There are tables with urns and trinkets. There are chests with necklaces and rings. There are racks of glowing and glittering weaponry. And in the center of all of this is a 70-foot radius area, so 140-foot diameter, where every 10 feet there is a concentric circle laid into the ground. And in the center of these circles is a pedestal with a black diamond atop it. There is absolutely no treasure inside these circles. Everything is laid out around it. Gublio gestures magnanimously and opens his arms wide and says, Have your pick. Would you like to go and get the black diamond for me? No. You said I can pick. I picked the black diamond. Bishmuck chimes in and says, That's the pride and joy of all of us goblins. If you want it, You have to go get it. And if you get it, Gublio finishes the sentence, you become the new strongest and the new leader of the goblins. So it sounds like I'm just going to take off to go get it then. Well, Jet, Jet, hold on. Grab his arm real quick. (laughs) Uh, Jet, idea. Yeah, what's up? I feel like there's a catch to this all. Would you like for me just to send my mage hand to go pick it up and bring it to you? 
The mage hand only goes 30 feet, so you wouldn't be able to do that. I will walk within a range of 30 feet. Actually, I would like to stretch it beyond its power like I did with message. What's the catch? <laughs> What's the catch here you're thinking of that this would work? Oh, I'm just saying it probably, you know, we've we've come across some traps before. You think it's a booby trap? I mean, yeah, these are some magical looking circles. Can can we tell anything about these? Can I like throw some of the other gold into the circle and see what happens? Um, so I will answer those in order. Oh, yeah. Abe, you can cast Detect Magic to try and determine something about these circles. I would like to do that. Uh, do I sense evil? I'll come back to that. Jet, you can pick up some of the gold and toss it into the circles. Um, you just pick up a whole handful, and Gublio goes, Hey. And you drop out most of them. You just have two or three gold coins, and you toss them into the circles. Oh, I was going to say just like a helmet or something. And nothing happens. Seems all right to me. Prothean, you do not sense any evil. Seems all right to me. It's just... We said he, he said we can have anything here. I just... I don't know. I just really like that. Quick question. How far away is it again? What? The diamond? Yeah. It is 70 feet from you. Hey, Gublia, walk with me. Walk where? We're going to walk over closer to the diamond. So he steps up with you to the edge of the circle and says, We're closer now. I pushed him in. Give me a strength roll. 16. He also rolled a natural 16. So his final score is... Minus one. 23. Damn it. Plus seven. So you go to push him in the small of his back, and he just stands rock steady, looks at you and says, If you want to go get the diamond, go get it. And he walks back to the door. And Abe, as... This has been occurring. Your detect magic, which you cast. Yeah. You realize that there is magic on these circles, and it is abjuration. Abjuration? Which one was abjuration? Oh, come on now. So the area where the diamond's at, is it is it like a shadow cast? The whole room is evenly lit, and it is 70 feet away, so even though that there there is a small shadow like underneath the pedestal Mm -hmm. it's 70 feet away so you wouldn't be able to get there I wonder if does anybody have anything where they can cast a shadow like a shadow I might have something like we make a shadow and then I can just teleport twice while they're trying to figure this out is anybody else looking around at the treasure trying to find something yeah I mean okay do I see Weapons like a stack of any shiny, cool looking weapons. Oh, yes. There is a rack against the left wall, and you see on the rack there is a staff, a quarter staff, that as you're looking at it seems to, like as you're walking past it, it's almost one of those um, 3D things where as you walk past it, the image changes. So as you're walking past it, first it's brown, then it's black, then it's like pale yellow colored, and it has two iron bands in the middle of it. Then you see a halberd with a exorbitantly shaped head. It's like, how is that even usable in battle? You see a warhammer that 
is made of pewter stone atop a black wood shaft and inlaid with curling gold wormlings. And on the head of the warhammer, the actual hammer part, you see the Trugalan Kingdom sigil, which is a crown of flames encircled by five faces. Then you see a bastard sword with flames for the hilt, and you also see a bow, a recurve bow, that is green and inlaid with lapis lazuli. Hmm. Well, halberds and bows really aren't my thing. Neither is a warhammer. That's not really my thing, now is it? No. I imagine seeing a warhammer would do the op- opposite of turn you on. It would kind of just, like, shut you down a little bit. Kind of like a turtle head when it gets cold. You would really get flaccid there. Right, right, right. Hey, Jet. Stop. You use, like, giant dildos as staffs, right? I use a giant what is a staff? I have quarter staffs. That's what I meant, yeah. That. that. Um, do you want this? And I grab the quarter staff and I pick it up and hold it over my head. I mean, looks like a pretty neat quarter staff, but uh, I'm kind of curious. I mean, if that's the one treasure that I would, is that the one treasure I would get to pick, or are you giving it to me? I'm asking you, do you want this? And I just throw it at him. I'll, I'll catch it. All right, then I turn back to the rack and I say, yeah, well, I guess I do kind of like that sword. <laughs> All right, I'll take the warhammer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Ambionitis, as you're holding this Warhammer, the longer you hold it, the more you seem to understand it. And as you're running your hand along the gold inlay in the shaft, and as you're staring at this Trugalan Kingdom sigil, you start to realize that this is a plus two Warhammer. Deals normal damage, 1d8, 1d10 versatile. But it also has the power of the Trugalan Elite Ancestral Warriors. So you have a total of five charges. The first charge is primed at dawn, and it costs a recharge of rolling a d6 and getting either a five or a six. When it is recharged and you can use that charge, you get to add 2d10 as you call upon the Ancestral Elite Warriors' strength and you add that damage to your roll. If you use the last charge within a single day, you roll a d20. On a one, the hammer explodes and deals that damage onto the bearer. Oh, good, good. Now, did you write all that down and remember it so that you don't forget that you have this? I have a picture of it. You've also probably had some of these feats for over five years that you've never... No, Never once used. Ancestral Guardian thing was new. I to this story. I arc. just want to make sure. I just want to make sure. I have pictures of it. Does anything in the room catch my eye? Besides me, probably. <laughs> Wait, did anything happen when I caught this quarterstaff, or like, is that claimed as my thing, or can I still try to get this diamond? No, that is um, the orb of confusion. Jet, since you caught this staff and you expressed concern over whether or not you would have to stick with this or the diamond Gublio steps forward and says that is a very nice staff and you can choose that as your thing no, if but- you still want to try for the diamond you can try for the diamond that won't cost you what is the what is going for this diamond going to cost me you just said nothing 
nothing. If you can get it, you get it. All right, I just want to know exactly what's going on. What is the catch to getting to this diamond? I want the Zone of Truth cast on him. You would have to ask someone who has the Zone of Truth to do that. Which would definitely be Prothean. Abe. Right. No, we said the same thing. Actually, I might <laughs> have the Zone of Truth spell. I do. Oh, apparently I do too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're both right. Well, I'll take it. All right, as you're holding the staff and you're turning it in the light and you see that it's shifting colors, you start to become attuned to it and you realize that this is a staff of varying composition. As an action, you can change the composition of the staff to different materials. Types of leather, fabric, or other soft materials will still retain a semblance of rigidity and deal 1d4 slash 1d6. So because it is a staff, it's versatile, and that's one-handed or two-handed. Types of wood will retain a damage die of 1d6 slash 1d8. Types of stone or metal will have a damage die of 1d8 slash 1d10. Elemental compositions, like fire or water, will have a damage die of 1d10 slash 1d12. And you can also change the composition of the staff into adamantine, which is the strongest material in the Dungeons & Dragons world. That will have a flat damage die of 1d12, and all successful hits are critical. Oh my. But because this staff can change to all sorts of different materials, the strain of maintaining adamantine, which is such a firm and solid form, at the beginning of each turn in which the composition of the staff is adamantine, you must roll a d20, and on a 1, the staff shatters, dealing 1d12 damage to the bearer. Oh no. An additional feature of the, of the staff is if you use one of the softer materials like leather, or malleable materials such as the elemental composition, you can use the staff as if it were a whip, which gives you the additional feature of reach. So instead of having to be within five feet of somebody, you can be within 10 feet. Okie dokes. I understand the composition of this uh, quarterstaff. It's just, uh, I mean, I am very curious about what it takes to get to this diamond. I'd like to take a step into the circle. All right. Just full send it, Jet. Go. Fly. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm, no, I'm full sending. I'm going for it. Okay, we'll come back to that. Oh. Prothean, you're walking around as Ambionitis is over by the weapons, and he's looking at it, and he calls out, Hey, Jet, you want this? And he tosses it to Jet. And while that's going on, Prothean, you are... So you're walking around these circles... And you see piles of gold and jewels. Um, on a table, you happen to see a pot, and there seem to be a bunch of wands sticking out of it. And then there's a small little chest next to that urn or that base. And there are three rings set in velvet in that chest. I look at the rings. Does any of them have, like, a symbol of Torm or anything on them? None of them have a symbol of Torm. One is made out of jade. One has a sapphire set in gold. 
And then the third one is made out of gunmetal gray steel. And it's engraved on the interior and exterior with what you would recognize as Infernal. I'm pretty sure I could read that. Ooh. Uh, double checking, but I think I could read Infernal. All right, well, once you double check, let me know. Can I try a slight of hand check to, uh, as I'm understanding how this quarterstaff works, change the composition of it to something that like is dense enough? Basically, I want to shrink it down so I can conceal it. Um, yeah. So you could basically, you could turn it into a composition of air, and then that would reduce it to just a two-foot segment of wood that is held between those two iron bands. Okay, so is that a sleight of hand check? No, you could just do that. I could read Abyssal, is that close enough? So Abyssal is written in Infernal. Um, Infernal as a language and then Abyssal as a language are both written using the same text. So Abe can read Infernal. <laughs> so could uh, <laughs> both me and Ambionitis, I believe. <laughs> yup. Um, give me... Wait, so you can read Infernal, but not not English? <laughs> it's, it's, it's a very... <laughs> yeah, can, uh, 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 explain that one. Common is tough for Brixius, <laughs> let me tell you. Uh, Prothean, you can give me a... Give me a history roll. I am a professor in history. Paul, is this just you buying time so you can figure out what it actually says? No, I know what it says. I'm, I'm just trying to give him a chance to read okay. it. Okay, I just want to make sure. 17. 17? Sure, you can kind of piece together what it says. You can read that it says on the exterior, Forsooth beware the company of the deep. And on the interior it says, Prepared and alert be he who this ring keep. Hmm. I'm just going to pick it up and put it on. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like Prothean. So when you put it on, just like Ambionitis and Jet, as they were holding these items... The longer they held them, the more they came to understand them. As you have this ring on your finger, you start to understand that it is kind of like a demon locator. So it will begin to heat when in the presence of demons. Within 120 feet, you'll notice that the band's temperature will rise to a significant degree. It won't burn, but it will be hot. And then within 60 feet the band will remain hot, but also glow red like heated steel. wonder what it's going to be like being around Jet 24-7. You're not possessed by a demon. At the moment. I'll be able to tell when he is, though. If he is. Crusading time. Ha. Huh. All right. And now we'll come back to Jet. So, Jet, as you were kind of like holding the staff, you came to understand what the composition allows you to do, and you turned it to air. And then you decided that you want to find out what's going on with this diamond and these circles. So as Prothean puts the ring on his finger, you take a step into the first circle. Uh Uh-huh. And when you step over that first line, the first thing that you notice is that your staff suddenly snaps back into full length. The staff that you just picked up. Rips a hole in my pocket right there. (laughs) And then you feel as if you you just feel like there's a piece of you suddenly missing. I guess I'd just continue forward at that point, whatever. <laughs> and 
pressing down on this circle, stepping into it completely, this first ten foot section, I need you to give me a dexterity saving throw. Oh jeez. And as All he's right. as you're doing this, uh, who would probably be closest to Gublio at this point? Would it be Brixius or Abe? Um I'm not sure. I, mean, I, I don't think I've really been walking around neither, at all. Neither have I, so I Okay. So I guess we're like both right next to him. How much does it matter? <laughs> Do I add my dexterity modifier or not for the saving throws? Yes. So twenty. Alright. So as you step onto this, Gublio notices and leans over to Abe and Brixius, and he hands you like a 20-foot shepherd's crook. You know those things that they have at the pool to help drag people out of the water? He hands you one of those and says, you might need this. He's just casually like, here you go. Here's a here's a 20-foot pole I'm just carrying around. Yep. <laughs> just came out of nowhere. But I successfully walked past it. Well, so you roll a 20 on this dexterity saving throw. And which way are you rolling? I'm trying to head directly towards this thing. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, so what's going to happen is there is going to be a flash of flame all around you. As you roll forward to try and dodge this flame, you're going to hit a wall, an invisible wall. (laughs) (laughs) And you're going to take 10d6 fire damage. Damn. (laughs) I didn't even do a roll for that. (laughs) Okay, so what's the uh, roll here, Mr. Camper? You take 23 damage. What? Wait, what? He rolled the 10d6 damage. 10 d- oh, it was 10d6. Yes. So I could have potentially taken 60 damage and died right there. Yeah, I rolled four twos, no, five twos, two two, no, five twos, two ones, two threes, and one five. So you lucked out. I don't, <laughs> I don't need to know anything. I, can I, like, take the damage and, like, fall backwards out of the circle at least? Dude, you could have got bone like I could have just died. Yeah, no, that's a thing. You said 23? Abe, I told him about the booby traps. Didn't listen. I guess I also told him to full send it too, so... (laughs) (laughs) So he listened. Uh, He listened, but he didn't listen fully. He wasn't cautious enough. Precaution into the wall? Shit, Jesus. Any average Joe would have seen the invisible wall. Yeah, no, like, what... Like, what is up with that wall? Like, Like, was it something that... I can tell can be avoided if I know like a certain path or is it just like there's a second barrier that no one can get through like completely encircling it. Maybe you can run up the walls of the room yeah, and then say, just run it, along the ceiling and say, they I just drop straight run, down. I can always run along this wall. So you ask that to Gublio and Gublio says each ring has a wall that must be broken through. How do you break through the walls? By attacking it. Hmm. Beat the shit Can out I, of those walls. Like, with just anything? I don't know, Jet, try something. I don't want to jump. I, I, I can't step on that. I don't have a range. Actually, can I shoot a bow and arrow? Like an arrow at the invisible wall, I guess? Sure. A room full of all these magical weapons to beat the shit down with these walls. I don't want to grab one and then have them be like, oh, that's the one that you picked, so that's the one you're stuck with. Do you think Gublio would do that to you? I do. He's a pretty straight shooter. I really do. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you mean the drug dealer wasn't a good guy? So do I... (laughs) (laughs) Do I add anything to my roll for just like a basic attack? 
I don't know why I'm still contemplating this. It's a dexterity plus your proficiency to see if you hit. So 21. Okay, you hit it's it. 21 hit the wall. <laughs> and uh, roll damage. Wow, wait. How long have we been playing this game for? It's been a minute. You miss the wall. You actually just shoot straight down into the ground for some reason. You find the one opening and you hit the diamond and it falls into the abyss. And it shatters. All right. So Arrow my... bounces directly back towards you. And you release a manticore. So eight damage? That'd be fun. All right. The arrow hits that second circle, and it stays there in the air for a moment, and you see kind of like crackling around it, and then it disappears. All right. Well, I know what my next move would be. Would be to shoot a second arrow to see if it goes through the like the further wall, but if it's someone else's turn. Go ahead. Loose the second arrow. <laughs> All righty then. Second arrow is loosed. That was a 17. Again, you hit this wall. And how much damage? That was 11 damage. All right. This time the arrow hits the second ring in the floor, pauses in the air. There's a crackle of white energy. And then this invisible wall suddenly becomes visible as a white opaque sheet that crumples. All righty. So am I, I, can I keep shooting then? Like, how many rings are we at? So now you have the first circle in the floor. The wall that you had run into between the first and second is gone. Okay, so can I shoot a second? Like, like how, how, how many arrows am I? I'm going to keep shooting arrows until I get through all these walls, I guess. Okay. Well, you start shooting arrows at the second wall. I rolled a 16. But they don't seem to be doing anything. Oh. I just want to be rummaging through stuff, talking to myself, but hey, Gulio, can you fucking believe this guy? When you say they don't do anything, are they, like, stopping in midair and then just they're staying there, or are they just, like, flying and going off into the distance? Like, I can't... Like, it's just no wall. They're reaching that second line in the floor, or I guess it'd technically be the third line, but the edge of the second circle, and they're just disappearing. Hey, Jet, why do you want to be chief of the goblins anyways? Just pick a staff. This guy can smell a fart before it happens, just... and he tells me what to do with my life. <laughs> Briggs, he said we could have anything in here. This seems important to him, and I just want to make sure he really feels this defeat. Well, that's kind of mean. Did I really? Hey, you earned it, buddy. I really hope this isn't another bloody nose. If I he wants to feel his defeat, he would just reach down and touch his toes. <laughs> hey, Gublio, you said we could have anything in the room we choose? Yes. I choose you. <laughs> oh. I, already laid claim to, I already laid claim to Bishmuck, so you better <laughs> leave him be. <laughs> I am not one of the treasures in the treasure. Well, I'm in the room. Oh, don't sell really? yourself short. You're a treasure to me. <laughs> treasure to the whole <laughs> goblin kingdom. Don't try and butter me up. <laughs> and when you smile... Oh, that's for later. The whole world stops and stares for a while. Because you're amazing. Just the way you are. Bitch, you're a bitch. Gooblio. <laughs> I was more thinking of the lines of uh, Beazle Boss with Tenacious D with taking Bishmuck. 
to be your little, little bitch. <laughs> you gonna goggle mayonnaise. Oh. <laughs> then you can take Cage back, back to hell to be your little old bitch. Fine. <laughs> Let the rock off begin. A- anyway. If nothing, like, they're just disappearing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, can anyone throw a firebolt that way? Firebolt! Something, Jeez. Something <laughs> magical. I heard firebolt and I just turned to whip one. Something magical this way. I don't know if it takes magical damage. <laughs> Um, he shoots a firebolt into the middle of these circles, and the firebolt disappears as it approaches that first line in the ground. Well, I guess as Brixie has told me, I'm going full in, so I'm just going to see what happens when I run through that second wall. Yeah, that worked well for you the first time. All right, so you hit the first circle, and again, you feel this absence of something important. What am I missing? And you hit the floor on that first one. I need you to give me a dexterity saving throw. Well, I imagine magic cannot penetrate the outer circle. However, once you're inside the circle, who knows? 25. Okay. You take 80 damage. Oh, yeah, right. Alrighty then. So you roll forward, dodging the majority of this stuff. Also, don't you have evasion? From, uh, like ranged attacks, yeah. Or like, um, like explosive attacks where it's like a radius effect. So yeah. So you roll through this first ring, successfully uh-huh. missing the fire that flares up. You cannot best me, fire. But then you reach the second circle. Just smack head first. And I need another dexterity saving throw. Bring it on. 19. That would be another successful dodge, except you run into this wall at the edge of the second circle between the second and third. So you're going to take 29 acid damage. Wait, what? (laughs) Damn. Why is this happening? (laughs) Start punching the wall like your life depends on it. Because it fucking does. Well, here's the issue. Can I... Wait, how... How... Okay. How far... How how does this quarterstaff work? Can I use it as a whip to grab this thing? How far does it reach? 10 feet. Why does not help? The dungeon master's really doing him dirty right here. You dodged the fire, but you're still going to take 30 damage. Yeah, how much acid was that? Was that 30? 29. 29. Jesus. You might have been better off just standing in the fire <laughs> rather <laughs> than hitting the wall. <laughs> Seriously, at this like, can I back out and get out of the circles again, or am I like stuck taking some weird saving throw? You could roll back out successfully doing the dexterity saving throw and missing these things and get out. But because you keep running into the wall you're getting stuck as this thing hits you. So you get back out of the circles without taking any additional damage. All right. I need to take like a short rest or something to recover (laughs) some HPs before I move forward. I can't figure out a way through these walls. All because Jet doesn't want to be a monk part of the group anymore and wants to be the Goblin King. (laughs) Gooblia, what is it up with this diamond? Why can't I get through these invisible walls? Each wall requires a different thing to get through it. The first one just required any type of damage. The second one... Yeah, no, I felt like that burned like acid. Hey, uh, Ambionitis, can you throw an acid orb towards that black diamond? Ambionitis, hold your spell. Magic won't penetrate the outer circle. 
Did you not see my firebolt not make it through? No, I was over here looking at coins. Oh, my firebolt did not make it through, so... Mm, try if you want. I'm I just mean, trying to save you. What about acid? Uh, got, mm, what I feel like I'm, that burned like acid. I feel like an acid orb would do it. Try okay. it. Okay. I walk over there. Well, it's not an orb of acid. It's acid splash. Whatever you got, boy. Okay, I walk over there. I want to plant my feet firmly on the ground. Kamehameha and acid. Get a nice bend to my knees and throw an acid splash. All right, you throw the acid splash, and the acid fizzles right at the edge of that first circle. Ha. No one listens to Brixius. So... What if I- Ah, oh, fuck, now this is my problem, too. I need it. <laughs> it's because I have more HPs, isn't it? You have more what? HPs. What? You have more money? Is that what we're talking about? No, like a printer. Are you- are you shorting me on my funds? For the gym now? <laughs> I'm not- I'm not the one that doesn't pay you. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm just whistling. <laughs> just Scrooge McDucking into your- <laughs> Your own coin pouch. What if I step into the circle and try it? Careful, there's fire! No, oh, well, I don't do that. So what did you do to get into it? It looked like when I stepped into the first circle, there was fire that stopped me, and then I ran to a wall. So I shot an arrow, arrow broke through it. When I tried running through it the second time, it felt like I was burned with acid or something. So I feel like- I thought it was acid. So if you break the wall first, it still hits you. If you break the wall, you can get through it. What? If you break the wall, you can go through, but you're still gonna get fucked up by something on the other side, right? You saw your acid ball didn't get through. I broke through a firewall and then your acid wall. It looks like there's a few different walls that we gotta get through. No, I'm saying, if you break the wall first and you go through it, you still get hit with something. Potentially, it looks like. Well, fuck. So far, I've only been hit when I ran into some invisible wall, but... It seems like it's a different kind of pain each time. Hmm. I look at Gooblio and say, so if I break the fucking wall, I still get hit. Is this a correct statement? Yes. Then what the fuck <laughs> is the point can of someone the damn just, like, walls? Can he just, like, grab a goblin that's a bystander and try to throw him towards the diamond? Is there an extra guide for purchase around here? <laughs> <laughs> Invisible walls and acid splashes for dummies? Is that a, is that a thing? Thank you, loyal listeners, for checking in once again. Per usual, we just have a couple of announcements, and this first one we are very excited about. Uh, we can finally announce that we have some portraits of our Death Saving Bros characters. Thanks to the excellent Galen Odric Isaac Galloway III, aka at DoodleKM on Twitter, we now have some beautiful art to tantalize your eyeballs while our voices tickle your ear holes. If you want to take a look at that, we have posted those portraits as this episode's cover art and on our various social media pages. If you're not already following us, you can do so now on Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, or Facebook with the handle at DeathSavingBros, all one word. You'll hear all the best news as it happens, and you'll be able to reach out to us, which is always fun. 
We're also continuing to enjoy the incomparable new music from Will Savino and his Music D20 project. He keeps coming out with exciting new tracks for his patrons at patreon.com slash musicd20. Some of it is available on Spotify, but if you want to get your hands on the full track list and the MP3s themselves, all you'll need is $2 per month at patreon.com slash musicd20. Higher tiers get you more music and more input into the process, so why wait? You can have it all right now, available at patreon.com slash musicd20. Again, that's patreon.com slash musicd20. And while we don't have a Patreon account for this podcast, not yet anyways, you can show your support by leaving us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. And if you're looking for those one-of-a-kind podcast extras, you can get yourself some neat branded gear over at redbubble.com. We've got shirts, hoodies, notebooks, and more. And I'm being honest, I've said it before, I'll say it again, I have one of each of our current designs, and dang are those shirts comfy. So head over to redbubble.com and search Death Saving Bros to get one for yourself. And now that all those announcements are out of the way, let's get you back to the episode. We're about to find out some game-changing information about Ambionitis Hammerbottom that's been 60 episodes in the making. So, without further ado, we now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Gublio, I bet you can't get the diamond. Fuck, he can't. The goddamn... He said he's touched it. The goddamn monk can't even do it. Gublio, I think you're lying. I think you need to prove to us that you can run out, grab that diamond, and then run back here. Only the current king of the goblins can grab that, right? I am not going to go get the diamond. Because I know... Oh, so what you're saying is you're a little bitch boy. I know that if I get the diamond, there are five of you and one of me... I thought you were the strongest. You could take all of us at the same time. Where's all that shit you were talking? Three ogres by yourself. Trolls. Trolls. Yep, if you can take three trolls by yourself. I really don't feel like fighting right now. Hey, bud. Who says we're going to fight we you? We took out three trolls pretty fucking easily. That was actually very easy. I just want that diamond, Gublio. I just want my character to stand uncomfortably close to him, just smiling, staring directly at his face. I just want that diamond, Gublio. That's my the only that's the only treasure I need. Can I try and cast Shatter at the second wall? If it's not like So it's not like a spell that like shoots out from my hand where it would like like it's not like a projectile that's like flying through the air. It's just like I cast it somewhere and it like happens there. So it's not like passing through a barrier. Will that work? You could try it. I would like to try it. Abe, you cast Shatter, and you feel the spell expended, but nothing happens inside the circles. Ah, well, dang. That didn't work. Damn, be nice. You have a lot of health. Why don't you just walk into each ring and take the damage and grab the damn thing? 
Because you still don't break the wall if you run into it. You just gotta just endure it. Let's stand there and take 30 balls until I break it. Can I run up the invisible wall? I have an idea. How about I harpoon my greatsword at it trying to knock it off the pedestal? No, here's the thing. It's gonna hit a wall. But it's not alive. Just like my arrows. Oh, crap. You're right. Here's the thing. First wall had to be killed by regular damage. Second wall needs a different type of damage. So someone needs to step their happy ass into the circle, take the damage that's going to come from the fire, which is going to be like 6d10 or whatever. Or 10d6. Haha. And then uh, just step in, take the damage, and lob something at it. It's that easy. Have we had time to recover from our battle with the trolls? Yes, you're all at full health. Oh, well that makes us so much better, because I was only at 78 before. Use your helmet of ram and just barrel through all the walls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the juggernaut. I'm the juggernaut, bitch. Until he runs into the cure wall and then murders himself. So the first wall was broken. This was established. Okay, so I walk past that. Well, you're going to take damage as you enter each circle. Ah, fucking Jesus. Okay, I'll walk through the first one. Alright, give me a dexterity saving throw. Cool. 13. Can't wait to get butt fucked by I fire. need it. Alright, so you failed the dexterity saving throw on the first one. Oh, damn. So you're going to take 10d6 from the fire. You take 43 damage. Wait, do you get something from your, like, danger sense thing? 43 <laughs> That first wall's a doozy, ain't it? Did the barbarian have something with, like, fuck, dodging shit like that? No. You do have advantage on dexterity throws, I think. What? It was, like, danger sense or something, like... Oh, fuck, I do. See, he never uses his stuff. No, that one I did know. I I know. You've actually used it before. I'm just... I'm just playing. Just playing Dungeons and Dragons, that's all. He's just yanking your penis. Bitch. What about a 16? 16 is a success. Oh. So you roll through the fire. You miss the 43 damage. Cool. And then I need another dexterity saving throw. Son of a bitch. For the acid. 21. All right. You successfully keep rolling uh, to get through this, but you do encounter this wall, and you're going to take damage. Oh, jeez. Use the helm of ram. Three sixes, three fives, and four fours total of 49 damage. It's like what I took both times. Yeah, thank God I'm the one in here. God damn. I would have died right there. <laughs> the <laughs> fuck. Maybe you should have raged before you got in here. That's what I thought, but that would have been metagaming. I'd say, I I'm gonna say, I'd say now that he's been burned by the wall, he would be raging. Yeah, at that point. I'd take 49? Yes. Alright, we're at 77. We're looking good. Yeah, I want to rage. Alright, you go into a rage. And when you go into a rage, uh, because you are an ancestral barbarian, this is something that we haven't really used in description or in mechanics. So what happens, when you enter a rage, spectral warriors appear, and while you're raging, the first creature that you hit with an attack on your turn becomes the target of the warriors, mechanically, and then the warriors would give disadvantage to the attacked target. But when they appear during your rage, they swirl around you, creating a wind, and 
suddenly there is spider webbing of white light along the second wall, and it turns into an opaque sheet, and it dissolves. Hmm. I'm not going to ask questions. I'm just going to keep walking. Good, because if you had stood still, you would have had to make a dexterity saving throw on the acid again. But I need a dexterity saving throw for the next circle. Uh, 15. 15 meets. Fuck yes! So you roll forward, and you encounter another wall. So you're going to take the 10d6 anyways. Uh, the fuck? This time, I only rolled 36 damage, so you take half of that, which is... 18. Okay. How do you get through this without dying? Um, so is this the last wall? No, you've got one, two, three, four more. Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. <laughs> That's <sighs> four more that you would have to take 10d6 on. Guaranteed. Yeah, I can only really take two more. Seems like we're all gonna have to take a take at this. Or someone's just gonna have to send healing pots my way. Don't you have a health potion? Probably. You should. Definitely do. <laughs> Not that it'll help that much. You definitely do. Abe handed it one of each of the healing potions out to you when you left Marnborn. It's gonna fucking do that much. I swear, we're really going about this the wrong way. <laughs> if uh, if Abe steps into the first circle and then tries to cast Shatter on wherever the next wall is gonna be, is that gonna work? Or is this each circle stop? spells. Um, guys, you're probably gonna hate me for this. I have a spell for protection from energy. I get a tears and energy such as acid, cold, <laughs> fire, lightning, or thunder. You get resistance to it. Well, if it's if it's one or the other, it's only gonna protect it against one of the walls. Yeah. So I can cast it on one person, but I gotta touch them. Touch yourself. And then run through it, Prothean. I feel like we're definitely missing something. Like, this shouldn't be this fucking hard. So, Abe, do you actually step into that first circle? Yeah, I want to step into the first circle and then try to cast... Wait, hold on. Don't do it. I'm going to cast this spell Wait, on don't, you don't do it. Don't, don't, don't need it. All right. <laughs> okay, so you step into this first circle. I need a dexterity saving throw. All right, it's going to be 13. A 13? Yes. All right, you're going to take 10d6. Bring it on. And you're dead. 38 damage. Halved. Why? Because I'm a purple boy, and I resist fire. Oh, nice. All right, so you take 19 damage from the fire, and as you're standing there on this inner circle, this first circle, you feel that same thing that Jet felt. You just feel like something is suddenly gone, and you go to cast Shatter, and you can't. Oh. I step back out then. Ambionitis, what are you going to do? because time's a ticking before it recharges and attacks you again. I'm gonna try to melee this fucking wall. Alright. With the new hammer. Okay. Will over a 23 do it? It will. Roll me that damage. 11. You see those spiderweb lights as your warhammer strikes this wall, but it doesn't come down. I'm gonna hit it again. Yeah, it's going to be 22, 21. Let's hear the damage. Oh, also, um, you would not be using the plus two. Magic doesn't work. So the plus two is a magical property of the weapon, so you wouldn't add that to your attack roll or to your damage. 
Is a 19 going to hit it? Yeah, 19 will still hit it. 15. All right. You hit the wall. You see those spider webs of light. The whole wall becomes an opaque sheet, and then it dissolves. Cool. Um, I don't really know if I can go back. Yeah, I'll step through it again. But I don't want to hit the fucking wall. Hey, can I see the rings on the floor? Yes. Can I not hit the fucking wall again to take damage? Well, so if you roll forward, or if you step forward, you're going to have to make a dexterity saving throw to try and dodge the attack. So the only way that you could dodge the attack without running into the wall is if you roll back into the other circle, and then you'll have to make another dexterity saving throw. You can't roll sideways. You would still be in the circle. All right. I'm telling you, just lower your head and just try and juggernaut through all the walls. Like Kool-Aid, man. Oh, the fucking... Oh, yeah. The Warhammer worked out pretty well. Oh, and the helmet is also magical. Well, so it's not going to work? No. Ah. So, oh boy. dexterity saving throw. Yes, please. Thank God I have advantage. Solid. 13. 13 is a fail. Good. So you are going to take... 500 damage. Yeah. Oh, actually. Okay, so... Ah, 500, that's, that's, that's not too bad. Actually, that's <laughs> about right. Well, here's the problem. If I get KO'd, I don't think any of you fuckers are going to be able to come in and get me. Well, <laughs> you're almost getting too far in, too, that if you try to roll your way out, you're probably going to fail the saves by the time you make it back that's up. That's what I'm Okay, so just to reiterate, the first circle was fire, second circle was acid, and then you summoned your rage and your guardians caused a wind, and that second wall came down. Then the next wall, or the, ne- the third circle in, was lightning damage. You brought that wall down by hitting it with your warhammer. Then the fourth circle, you failed your saving throw, and you're going to take 32... It will deal 32 poison damage, but... What's the opposite of poison? Thunder? Is it opposites, or do you have to hit it with the type of damage that it does? It seems like thunder and like earth are like opposites for when you're playing Pokemon or something. You do it with something that starts with the same letter. So for acid, you beat it with ancestral guardians. For fire, you beat it with fucking arrows. (laughs) 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 And for poison, you beat it with your pounding it with a fucking penis. Oh yeah, no, we said the same thing. (laughs) Uh, Jinx, Jinx, you only had. (laughs) All right. (laughs) <laughs> and this whole time, Brixius has barely moved. <laughs> yeah, we've just been... Well, I guess I walked up to the circle and tried some shit. And then he walked back out. And yeah. I was just like, huh. Just like, yeah, well, that, that about... Look at these Look at these idiots, <laughs> Abe. Like, why are they trying so hard to be king of the goblins? Yeah, I mean, we're never going to come back here. We're not going <laughs> to stay here. Let's just take the cool shit and leave. Oh, so... Ambionitis. Yeah. If you are, in fact, an ancestral guardian... Which he is, as we established. Then you only have resistance to bludgeoning, slashing, and piercing. You don't have resistance to the other types. He's not an ancestral guardian. Where are you getting that from? I got you. Which one would have resistance to the other types? Because I'm that's, sure that's what he is. <laughs> that's what he's most likely been playing as this whole time, and we've known it all along. Path of the Totem Warrior. Bear. Oh, that, that sounds right. With the damn bear and the damn wolf, that was, uh... The that was other... the one you're playing right now? Uh, that's... Brother, yes, we've... 
we've had our fair share of bears and wolves. Yeah, ride around yeah. on one all the time. Yes, that's why you get along so well with Protheans War Bear. Then are you an ancestral guardian or are you Path of the Bear Totem? Both. Whichever is most convenient. He's he's double classing. Yeah, can you multi class as the same class so you can get a second uh <laughs> archetype? Like path? Yeah. <laughs> is that a thing? You can't do that. Yeah, this guy is uh ancestral because I wanted to switch it up. Well, you just killed yourself there, bud. Well, didn't wait, hold on. Didn't he give us like a swimming pool like thing to just drag them back out? Yeah. Also, actually, let me check something. <laughs> we got a 20-foot skimmer to bring you back okay, out. Okay, so then, Ambionitis, you're going to take the full 32 damage, since you are actually only resistant to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing. Man, I got to uh, find a magical ring to make me resistant to fucking poisoning fire and all the other bullshit so I can appropriately tank this party. Well, I would like to ask Ublio. Is all of this trouble they're going through worth being king of the goblins? Like, do you enjoy your job? Yes. It's not even king of the goblins. We just want the fucking diamond. Our only indication of the diamond is that it makes you in charge of the goblins. Well, I'll tell you what, Ben. 95% of the story has gone off on a small hunch that may have <laughs> or may have not turned out A-OK. So this is this is how we operate. Gubbio, okay? listen. I got a question. Don't you just feel a bit old, like you want to retire from this soon? Is there any kind of easier way to go about it than what they're embarrassing themselves doing right now? Yeah, you use the door right over here. No. Can I try to intimidate him? I mean, you could try. Uh, meanwhile, Ambionitis, you're still moving forward, I suppose? After I just took 30... Two? How much? 32? Right on. So I'm going to have to try to get out because I'm not going to be able to take anything else. Well, you do notice that there's no wall beyond the poison. The fuck do you mean there's no wall? They're invisible. You can't see them regardless. <laughs> there's no ring on the floor? No, there's a ring on the floor. But you failed your dexterity saving throw trying to keep moving forward, and there was no wall. You just passed right into the next one. All right. I wonder if you can just jump these rings, considering you can jump, like your strength score, so you can jump about 20 feet. Yeah. What if I try to outrun them? I move at 50. I'm going to have my Warhammer in said hand, kind of just bang it into the ground and say, Googly, listen, you're going to tell me the easier way to get through this because you've been laughing or Denise is going to hear about this. Who's Denise? Your mother, you're terrified of her. I just want to put my hand on his shoulder and move even more, be really closer. Smiling. Oh, yeah. I call Prothean over because I know his weakness that he's actually afraid of Prothean, so that should give me advantage or some oh, sort I'm of. I'm standing pro- uncomfortably close to him, so I'm already right there. What was your roll? Mine was a 23. Um. And I say, you're going to tell us this, or Denise will hear about it. And if not, look to your right, and there's just Prothean smiling. Uncomfortably close. And if you want to give me advantage with Prothean there, that's cool. No, 23 beats him. And he says, I can't. I can't tell you. Well, good thing I passed the check for <laughs> for no information. <laughs> hey, Gublio, since you're so strong and fast and smart all, and all that, have you ever considered passing your skills along to the younger generation by teaching? Perhaps you would like a job at this gentleman's gym. 
Hey, <laughs> listen, I got the greatest thing. It's called uh, oh, what was it? The hammer gooch. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ambionitis, are you still moving forward? How far am I? You are one, two, three, four. You are in the fifth ring. Out of out of eight. Out of seven. Oh, out of seven. How? What's the footage from me to? Like the party where they can actually pull me out. They've only got the shepherd's crook for 20 feet. All right, because I'm going to get KO'd. <laughs> like the next ring, I'm going to get KO'd. But you have the orc thing where you'll come back to life. I have 27. <laughs> yeah, I have 27 right. left. Yeah, but then you come back to life with one HP. And then you have one more chance to get through it. And just throw There's it to two me. two more. Just pass the damn checks. There's no more walls. If I pass the checks, don't I take half damage? No, you roll through to the next one. You dodge the damage. If you have an inspiration point, use it. You probably I don't do. have an inspiration point. No, well, that sucks. You can have my inspiration point. I never use it. <sighs> you got this. I mean, at this point, you're closer to just getting to the diamond than you would survive getting back out. All right, looks like after tonight, I'm going to start making a new character. <laughs> I'm just going to go through it. So you pick up the diamond, and then you just explode. <laughs> Grab it with a glove. Dexterity saving throw, here we go. All right, and this is to get through the fifth circle. Oh, fucking damn it. Ha, 17. That's successful. And you roll straight through as a blast of freezing cold air shoots up around you, and you roll into the sixth circle. There's no wall there, but I now need you to give me a constitution saving throw. God Damn it. Ooh, this one you don't have advantage on. No, but I'm proficient in it. You grab the black diamond and Carson disappears and goes, You came to the wrong house, fool! <laughs> the manicore, he wasn't even in this song. So while he is still rolling through those circles, you're trying to sell Gublio on your gym, Brixius, and he says, The hammer gooch. Yes. After a good goblin I know named Gleesgorm. Oh, I know Gooch, please, Gorm. And Bishmuck chimes in and says, Yeah, he's one of our cousins. Yes, I know. Uh, Gooch, I I was inspired by the Gooch. And, uh... I I wanted to name a gym for goblins after after Gooch. So the Hammer Gooch became... Where would this gym be opened? Well, if all the goblins are staying in this area... It would make sense to have it in this area where all the goblins will be residing because it will be on how to train goblins to defend themselves and fight and even properly raid as well. They won't be here forever. Well, well. And Bishmuk says, Yeah, now that the demon that chased us out of our lands is gone, well, just head back down there. Well, we'll put it in your lands then. Wait, you know the demon's gone? So you know we killed it. Yeah. So where's our uh, where's our bounty we discussed? This was the bounty. No, this is the bounty we I get. I said you could challenge and take any treasure. Oh, bullshit. You said anyone can challenge you. You said you were going to pay us handsomely if we killed that demon for you, which we did. Oh, yeah, that's right. Which you clearly know about. You said, what would we pay you if you killed the demon? And then you said we never said that we actually killed it. And then... You said that you did kill it, or what would we pay you if you did kill it? And Gublio asked if you had any evidence, and you didn't have any. 
Well, you know, it's dead, so how do you know it's dead? Well, that was my mistake. I misremembered. But is oh, it that? Oh, you misremembered now that it's time for us to get paid. I say we just slaughter them. <laughs> I'll have you know, I take my payments and my promises and my contracts very, very seriously. And I want to cast Thaumaturgy to make my eye just turn like a terrifying black. Gublio says, I take my contracts very seriously too, which is why you get to pick a treasure for beating my challenges. You haven't picked yours yet. I also want my payment. And, uh, Ambionitis, how did those rolls go? I like that these conversations are just happening while you're fighting for your life in these circles. <laughs> yeah, right. It's kind yeah, of... he's like clinging to death and we're just haggling and pitching well, a gym. <laughs> well, here's, here's the issue. My original thing was about a way that we could try to expedite this process about how you actually get through this without looking like a fool. And that got brushed under the rug. <laughs> and then the gym pitch came up. So I guess, yeah, like we haven't, me and Abe haven't picked our items yet. We're just looking for payment and profits. <laughs> I mean, it didn't get brushed under the rug. He told you he was intimidated and he told you what he, and what he did. He told me he can't tell me, which is a load of, a load of barnacles. Because he's never grabbed the diamond. He's a fraud. He actually doesn't Admit know how it. to get by it. Admit it. Admit it, Gublio. You're a fraud. You're a cheat. All right, Ambionitis. Tell us. Tell us. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, I rolled like dog shit, but I'm proficient at constitution, and it's a plus four and all that good shit. So that and that, and then I used my divine thing, which I have, to add another four to it, because I rolled a d4 and got a four. So, 18. That passes. Fuck. Yes. So, there's no flash of damage. Nothing like that. But... Wait. Uh-huh. No. Oh, okay. I did my math right. Go ahead. <laughs> but you do feel as if there's something kind of weighing on you in this circle. It's not slowing you down, but you feel a weight. And as you approach the seventh and last circle, there is a wall between the two. Bitch. Am I able to catch up to him at any point during this? Try to get through the wall with him? Or am I just letting him do his thing? So far, you've been letting him do his thing, but yeah, you can join him. I think I'm going to keep letting him do his thing, to be honest. Okay, you'd have <laughs> to get through the other six levels. Can I kill my health potion real quick? That's not going to do shit. Sure, but... that's an action. So as soon as you finish drinking that, I'll need another constitution <laughs> saving throw. Damn it, I don't want to do that. Never mind. <laughs> I just want to keep moving. There's a damn wall. Yeah, there's another invisible wall. And I would have no idea what would break that. I was going to say, you got to use the right kind of damage to take a gamble. Well, my helmet's not going to do anything. It's magical. Maybe magic is the last barrier. That sounds better. Hammer gooch or gooch hammer? Oh, the gooch hammer for sure. All right, I'm switching the order. Gooblio's the gooch hammer. My bad. Good to know. Are you going to pick your treasure or what? Are you going to tell us that you'd never actually touched this diamond? Or, or here's here's an idea. You said you can't tell me the way to get through this quicker, but how about you actually just do it? You can. I mean, it's not its not an issue of not being able to. You just don't want to. No, I can't tell you. I, I just don't quite understand. Like, I'm giving you permission. You're allowed to. <laughs> Why not? I can't tell you. Why can't you tell us? Because I don't know. 
Oh, admit it, you have never touched this diamond. I spit upon your honor, Gublio, and I spit on the ground. Aren't you supposed to be the most intelligent? Nobody's as smart as Gublio? Wow. Nobody's as full of shit as Gublio. No, he was pretty damn smart to not try this shit. <laughs> <laughs> that is the catch here. Gublio says, Well, while you have been talking about gooch hammers and hammer gooches, I've been watching your friend take all sorts of damage. Yes, that's my brother. And my guess, I knew about the walls. I knew about the damages. And he got through the first wall with arrows. Then the second wall was with his hammer. That's piercing and bludgeoning. My guess is the wall he's at right now is probably slashing, since magic doesn't appear to work inside the circles. Oh, great. I don't have a fucking anything slashing well, because some dickhead has my hatchet. I guess that's a... Uh, longsword? No, I don't have a longsword. Can I throw him my longsword? Yeah, you could throw him your longsword. Hey, heads up. I just hop my longsword at him. <laughs> he just winds up like when he speared the dude on the farm. <laughs> Can I, like, duck? No, catch it. No, <laughs> fucking catch it. <laughs> yeah, you duck easily out of the way. Um, but I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Son of a whore. And Prothean, I need you to roll to hit against the wall. Uh, what am I rolling for, strength? It's just a normal attack. Oh. But if your weapon is a plus one or a plus two, I can't remember if it is, uh, do not add that because magic doesn't work inside the circles. I, I rolled a 12, and it's a 1d8. Did I roll damage? Um, yeah, 12 meets. So. All right. Four. All right. No strength. Four damage is dealt, and the sword goes harpooning across these circles and sticks into the wall, this invisible wall. There's spider webbing of light, and then the sword falls to the ground. And Ambionitis, what is the result of your constitution saving throw? 25, you sack of shit. Good, that weight stays on you, but it hasn't affected you. Good. You have a long sword at your feet. I pick it up. And that was an action. Give us another constitution Let's saving go. throw. <laughs> Nope, go ahead and attack. Let's go. The 27 going to get it. I don't know. That's that's almost too high. On a wall. Hmm. 15. You strike this wall. Spider webs of light. It becomes a solid white sheet all the way to the ceiling, and then it dissolves. I look to Gublio and I say, happy you were paying attention. You know, Gublio, you're pretty smart. Never claim to be smarter than you. So good job. I'll give you that one. <laughs> Ambionitis, are you proceeding? Yeah, I guess. All right. You step into that seventh and last circle and... Ogre. Great. <laughs> Give me a wisdom Three. saving throw. <laughs> Shit. I'm so fucked on this. The demon that killed your family appears. Oh, four layers appears right now. Holy fuck. 18. Oh, you pass. You may proceed. You sound a little disappointed there, Paul. Yeah. I am. I really wanted at least two of us to die during this. Of all of the fucking rolls that I needed, that was what I needed. Well, you still gotta make it out of all these circles. Paul's face is so sad right now. Good! (laughs) I don't want to make a new character. You know how long it took me to make this one? Five years. Not that long. (laughs) Alright, so you have passed into this last circle. There's one last line between you and the diamond. 
What do you mean that one last line? <laughs> he he, he didn't want he didn't want you to actually win, so he just added another one in. That's the greatest thing about being the dungeon master. <laughs> yeah, Paul, the last circle is the one that oh, is like the oh, thing is in. They were so far away that you couldn't see it. It was overlapping. Oh. No, no, no. <laughs> there were seven it concentric appeared. circles. Each one has a line at the front and a line at the back, and then in the middle of it is this pedestal. So. The pedestal is encircled by a line in the ground. Oh, you whore. Alright. Guess we're going through that one, too. <laughs> well, he never told you to roll. He might have just been saying there's a line on the ground. If there's a line there, it means death. <laughs> uh, Brixius and Abe, are you guys going to pick your magic item or no? Eventually, I yes. I mean, I'm... I thought there were more pressing pressing issues going on at the no, moment. You guys aren't doing shit. <laughs> and my, right. bro my brother's literally at the last circle. I kind of want to see how this is going to play out for him at this point. I do want to trash talk Gublio some more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gublio, you're a sack of shit. <laughs> Gublio, you may be smart, but you're not dumb. Ambionitis? Yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm keeping Darn on. It. Keeping on. <laughs> I got to work on my trash talk. <laughs> All right, so you approach this last line in the ground. And as you go to step over it, nothing happens. You're at the pedestal. The diamond's in front of you. I Throw it here. Good thing you didn't step on the crack or else you would have broke Denise's back. I thought you were going to say our mom. I was like, well, it's kind of hard to break that one. Um, I want to let out just the most audible fart <laughs> out of the tensest asshole. Thaumaturgy on it. <laughs> Preston, digi Preston digitize it so that it... You actually like, see the fart come literally out. Literally the tightest asshole you could possibly imagine. The tiniest squeak. Like, as tight as a McDonald's straw going in and out of the lid that you hear it squeaking. Like, the, cir like the Circle K cups and the straws. The tightest, tonedest asshole <laughs> that you could imagine just squeaking out. The, like... No, not even a mouse could make this happen. Like, it would take a special kind of person to make this toned ass produce this sound. Do you understand what I'm saying? You were scared shitless. <laughs> scared shitless has nothing to do with the clenchedness of this asshole right now. The register of this tone is unbelievable, and only dogs can hear it. It is that toned. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> anyway. You scared some nearby dire wolves. <laughs> Frank comes in the door. What the fuck? <laughs> you hear him squeaking down the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Circle K cups are fun. <clears throat> I want to grab the diamond. All right, you reach for this diamond atop this white marble pedestal and it is delicately placed on the tips of these four long slender marble pillars. Hey Paul, real quick it's just the tips Nice. Solid <laughs> Nice execution. Strong play And you reach your hand out, you touch this diamond and you feel yourself pulled as if there were a rope around your navel and you are suddenly yanked from your body, and you are swirling through blackness. Everybody else that is around, watching from outside these circles, you see Ambionitis reach out, touch this diamond. 
there is a solid flat line of black energy that streaks out horizontally in all directions, pressing into your bodies and through you, and you now feel this rope tug around your navel, and you feel your astral selves being pulled from your bodies, and you are getting yanked into this swirling dark blackness, and you are descending, descending, until suddenly you're standing in the treasure room, but there's no treasure, and standing before you is a man with close-cropped hair, wearing clothes that seem way out of fashion, extremely dated, and he looks to you and says, They're coming. We must flee as soon as possible. They're coming. And the door to the treasure room bursts open, and you see another man wearing these old black robes, and he slams the door shut behind him and latches it closed, turns to the man with the close-cropped hair who's standing next to the pedestal, and says, It's too late, Riley. They're here. Knew it. And that's where we're going to end our episode. I have a lot of... I have questions. Um, Just a few. Well, I guess we can address them off air. All right. Well, if you want to address them on air, we can do that next time on the Death Saving Bros podcast. I hope you all enjoyed the rings in the center of the treasure room. I know we didn't. (laughs) The fuck you mean we did it? I enjoyed it. Um, Those of you at home, if you enjoyed what you heard, hit us up on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher and leave us a five-star rating and review. We would love to hear from you and we'll read you on the air. Like these listeners, one of which um, is actually on the Apple platform and then the other one we received on Twitter. Right. So the first one is from Blue Devil 61 and it says, Worth the listen from start to finish, full of humor and enjoyable each episode. Ha. And the other one comes from uh, the worst Death Saving Bros fan of all time. All right. This podcast is fantastic. Do you enjoy a story of a DM having to act like a teenage dog walker with a bunch of murder hobos constantly trying to break their leash and see what buttons they can push today? This questionable conduct that involves spearing local leadership and smiting heretics who second guesses the paladin's religious choice on appealing to you? Does random bursts of song during the most serious scenarios seem like the right idea by you? Yeah. If so, look no further because these chuckle fucks are the best thing since the smartphone, which is where you should be going to download the latest episode to find out why this show is so fucking fantastic. That is signed by our good friend, Tyler Vitatow. You piece of shit. (laughs) You piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for the kind lies. (laughs) Thank you all of our listeners. Every single one of you is an individual piece of shit, and we appreciate you. (laughs) If you want to be called a piece of shit by one of us, go leave a review. We'll be sure to call you a piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) After reading your shit review that you leave us. Thanks, (laughs) shithead. And if you want to keep in touch with us in the meantime, uh, reach out to us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Death Saving Bros. You can check out our Instagram for tips, tricks, and other gaming materials to help bring your D&D campaign to life. You can reach out to us personally on Twitter at HP Camper. That's me. 
Yeah, you can follow me at Benfro15. You can follow me at Ima underscore B underscore Rad. You can go fuck yourself and try to find us at Reddit at Death Saving Bros. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. And you can find me at 1246 Pearl Road, Brunswick, Ohio, 44212. That's definitely the address to Christie's. Yeah, 100% <laughs> Christie's. Nice. And you can find me on the PlayStation Network is F-A-T-T-Smith. More concerns, you both automatically knew that was Christie's. I really, as soon as I said that, I was like, man, that's not... It's true, right? At least it's not the dance saloon. Oh. Yeah, but like, that's what that is, right? Like, that's Christie's address? Yeah, it is. I had to Google it. Do they still have the one-legged stripper there? I hope so. Her name's Peggy. (laughs) 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 Until next time, those of you in your home, in your car, or wherever you may be, Keep saving those death throws, and we'll see you on the next one. Some of the sounds and background music in this production are copyright material. The songs Autumn on the Ramparts, Autumn on the Ramparts Combat, Dual Compulsion Ambient, A Fey Presence, In Corridors of Yore, In Corridors of Yore Organ and Calestra, Seven Stars of Arcus, Shipwrecked on the Skeleton Key Combat, and The Shivering War are copyright Will Savino and the Music D20 Project. These tracks are used with permission, all rights reserved. The Death Saving Bros theme song is an abridged version of the song Run by Kai Angle and sourced from the Free Music Archive. This track is used with permission under Creative Commons Attribution License 4.0. You can read the full license at creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 4.0 slash legal code.